Jack Griffin, City Manager here at the City of San Marcos. Welcome to the latest installment of the San Marcos City Podcast. Uh, so this podcast will be sort of a recap of uh, our business items, uh, the two city council meetings in January, and talk a little bit about just some other stuff going on here in the city. Uh, I think I'll start there. Um, so first off, I'm recording this on January 31st. Um, and as of today, we've reopened uh, City Hall to basically normal operations uh, we we kind of close things down after the holidays in terms of our public counters, um, mostly because uh, quite a number of our staff uh, had uh, tested positive for for COVID um, coming out of the holidays and that immediate area immediately after the holidays, sort of like when you know it was very prevalent everywhere else. Um, it was just leaving us in a place where we didn't have the full complement of staff available to, to keep things open. And obviously we also didn't want to spread it around any more than it was already being spread around. So we shut the, uh, the city, uh, the count, uh, the public counters here down at city hall down basically for the month of January. But as of today, January 31st, we're back open as normal and hopefully, uh, the inconvenience was, was kept to a minimum and folks who needed to do business, uh, through our public counters, um, can come back and start to do that normally again. Um, which leads us into uh, the, the first item on our council meeting in January 11th. That was our first meeting. Um, the first item was actually to enable us to go back and do uh, virtual meetings for the city council, which is how we handled the first two January meetings, mostly for the same reasons as why we shut the counter down to just sort of, since we had issues here at the city hall with some folks testing positive, we just didn't think it made sense to, to be bringing people in. The, the reason why we had to do an item to authorize us to do that is uh, since we went back live uh, in person city council meetings, I want to think, I think it was back in April of 2021, uh, the mayor's ex- or the mayor, the governor's executive order um, regarding that had expired. And so the state legislature had passed a law it was called Assembly Bill 361 to sort of set out the process by which um, cities could continue to do uh, virtual meetings, um, but you actually had to do uh, go and adopt a resolution. It was only good for a certain amount of days. Um, and so we've done that. And we'll probably do one more just to be careful, just to be safe in case we decide we want to do a, uh, a virtual meeting or feel the need to do a virtual meeting if things change and the cases start back up. But uh, th- that way we're just sort of ready to do it if we need to. Um, actually, I don't expect us to do any more virtual meetings uh, from this point forward. Um, but, you know, this COVID keeps throwing uh, curveballs at us, uh, seems like, all the time. So we'll see how it goes. Um, so then going through the uh, January 11th meeting, we had two items to set public hearings for mobile home rent review. Um, I think I've talked about this in the past with other uh, mobile home parks. So the city is home to a number of mobile home parks that fall under uh, the city's mobile home rent review ordinance. And essentially those are the parks that the owner or the resident, I take that back, the resident of the uh, dwelling unit uh, in the vast majority of these cases owns the dwelling unit um, but leases the land or the lot that the dwelling unit sits on. 
Um, and so the rent uh, that we're talking about is uh, space rent. So it's the lot rent for uh, where the, the mobile home would be in the park. Um, so we have two of those uh, where the owner of the park submitted a rent increase to the residents. And there's a process under our um, our ordinance where they can seek what's called a mobile home rent review uh, from the Mobile Home Rent Review Commission, which is essentially the city council acting in a slightly different capacity. Um, and so we have hearings uh, scheduled or we approved hearings scheduled for two of those parks in town, uh, San Marcos Mobile Estates, uh, which is on Barham Road, and uh, Springdale Mobile Home Park, which is over off of Santa, South Santa Fe. Um, so we'll see. At, once we set the hearing, then there's a requirement uh, within our ordinance that the parties, the owner and the tenants, negotiate in good faith to try and reach an agreement. So hopefully they'll do that, and those hearings won't be necessary. Uh, but time will tell. And then we had uh, on January, the rest of January 11th was a pretty benign agenda. Uh, we had uh, the establishment of the community facilities district for what's called the San Marcos Highlands area. That's the single family residential development that's in under construction sort of at the end of Las Posas uh, at the back of the Santa Fe Hills uh, neighborhood. Um, and then we had uh, second readings of ordinances that we adopted initially in December. One of them was related to SB9, uh, and that's the uh, state law that essentially enabled persons in, under certain conditions who have residential property with a house on it to either uh, split the house into more than one dwelling unit or add additional dwelling units to the lot. Um, so that's a state law that was passed, and there were some aspects of that state law that allowed cities to sort of kind of tailor it to their interests. And so that's what we've done with that ordinance. And then we had a second ordinance uh, that was on for second reading, which was to um, trying to do a little bit of streamlining within our land development process uh, with respect to conditional uses and what we call director's permits, what I would call conditional use light in terms of the, the easiest way to think about it. We made an appointment to uh, the uh, general plan advisory community. That was to appoint a person, new member to represent the, I think it's the alternate on the school district's uh, appointee. And then we also had a resolution approving something we call a recognized obligation payment schedule, ROPS. Everything's got an acronym in government. So the ROPS is something that we do every year. So I'm sure I talked about this in a podcast about this time last year. Uh, essentially what the ROPS are is uh, there was there used to be a thing in California. It's about 10 years ago now, more than 10 years ago. It was a, eliminated called redevelopment. San Marcos had a fairly extensive redevelopment agency. Uh, that agency, when redevelopment existed, incurred a certain amount of debt, whether it was on the affordable housing side or on just the general development side, redevelopment side. And so when the state took redevelopment away from all cities in California, um, that debt still remained outstanding. And so this ROPS essentially identifies what those um, ongoing debt service payments are. And so that the, the tax dollars, the property tax dollars that would have flowed through a redevelopment agency that now flow out back through the other taxing bodies, these debt payments get paid first um, and sort of taken off the top before the remaining of the the redevelopment-related property taxes dispersed. So this is something that will go on every year. San Marcos, I think until 2040-something, actually, um, when the last piece of debt is actually retired. Uh, unless for, for some reason we would retire the debt sooner. But 
uh, the interest rates on those are, are very low. So I don't actually see that's probably not all that likely. So, and then we have one other item on January 11th, and that was an ordinance, again, related to uh, the Highlands uh, Community Facilities District Special Tax District. So pretty, uh, pretty mellow meeting on January 11th. Uh, typically in January, we do uh, commission and board appointments. So I think in the December update, I talked about that we were accepting applications for anyone who wanted to uh, be considered to, say, serve on the Planning Commission or Parks and Rec Commission, track Traffic Commission, any of those sort of uh, council, sub-council uh, boards or commissions. Uh, and we usually do the appointments to that in the Janu- first January meeting, but the, the council, I think, uh, wisely would have pre- prefers to try and do that in an in-person meeting. And so we're holding that off until our February 8th meeting, and those commissions were able to continue their business without any significant um, interruption. So the, the lack of being able to do that in January didn't turn out to be a big deal. So you, you'll see that item uh, on our February 8th agenda. So moving on to January 25th, again, it was a pretty light agenda. It was a pretty quick meeting. We got, uh, we provided the council with uh, our uh, our clean and audit report. So uh, we're very keen every year to get a clean audit report. And we did as uh, for the 2021 fi- fiscal year. And so that's always good to have. Um, so we, you can, and you can see that documentation on the city's website, if you're really interested in a, a deeper dive into the city's financial condition, um, that's a great place to go and, and look for it. Uh, it's a better place in the budget. Uh, you have to probably be a little bit more accustomed to reading those kinds of financial reports, but it uh, gives you a more, uh, I think, holistic um, view of the city's financial status than an annual budget does. Um, and then we also had an item where we are required to submit a report each year uh, to the state um, for what are required fire inspections. So there's a uh, there was a law that was passed that uh, the Cal- that California passed several years ago that uh, mandates certain kinds of uh, properties be inspected by our fire department for fire safety purposes, and then we permit that we submit that report back each year indicating that we've done all those inspections. So we did that. We had a number of annexations for, uh, regarding some developments around town into our community facilities districts. I've talked about those in the past. Those are essentially things that help offset uh, costs of providing services to new development. Uh, I think an interesting project we approved or the council approved uh, the plans and authorized us to go out to bid for construction of what we're going to call interim improvements at um, Rancho Tesoro Park. So uh, Rancho Tesoro uh, neighborhood is a fairly new neighborhood, I think built in the 2016, 17 timeframe. Um, it's on off of Twin Oaks Valley Road at uh, Village Drive. So if you're going from, say, Cal State up over the hill towards San Leo, it's the new development that's on the south side of Twin Oaks Valley Road. Part of uh, that project, um, prior to it being that project, it was a a quarry site. um, And actually a lot of, I'm told, I wasn't here then, but I'm told that a lot of the rock that went into building both Twin Oaks Valley Road when it went over the hill, as well as uh, Cal State Campus came out of that quarry site. Um, but nevertheless, as part of the approval of that development project, there was about a 25, it was a little bit larger than 25 acres. It's about 25 usable acres, uh, site that was, um, provided to the city, um, as a future park site. And so that was all part of the conditions of approval of that project, uh, to, for the city to get that, uh, future park site. And so what we're doing, uh, with respect to this project is, 
uh, we're not ready and we don't have the funding put together to build out the full community park that would be anticipated on that site. Um, but we certainly want, we have needs for getting some additional recreational facilities out there. And so what this project would do is, is, is build a driveway entrance, which is, uh, you know, it, it is important to get onto the property. It's not right. The developed part of it is not right on the street. So it's a fairly lengthy uh, driveway to get onto the property, a small, about a hundred car unpaved parking area, um, and then one and maybe two soccer fields. So we'll definitely bid it out for one, see how the prices come in. If the prices come in at a good place, uh, then we might add the second uh, soccer field to it as well as some some subsurface irrigation to make sure the fields are in good shape. Um, it's a tricky thing because we don't want to build, put a bunch of money into it when we don't really have a master plan for the eventual park. We, you know, So we want to minimize what we put in and then have to dig back out. So we'd prefer not to have to dig anything back out. Um, so we're trying to uh, do something that we think will probably fit within what we would expect to be the general use of the site as a park uh, in the long term. But this gets us sort of an interim improvement um, and hopefully relieve some pressure, provide some additional facilities for our kids that, uh, that and adults that use uh, our sports fields. Uh, we had an item to approve a memorandum of understanding among uh, our other 78 quarter cities, Carlsbad, Escondido, Oceanside, San Marcos, and us. Uh, we share costs on sort of the um, branding and the marketing of the um, uh, the 78 corridor cities. And so we've been doing this for a number of years. So we're it's uh, the five cities have agreed that this has been a, a worthwhile venture to try and create an identity in the North County among the cities. Um, I think I've talked in the past about some of the agreement, agreements that have gone on um, about how the cities interact with each other from an economic development perspective. Um, and this extends that uh, forward for another year. So I think that's a good thing. We were applying for a grant to do some uh, water bottle filling station fountains at a few parks around town. Uh, we recommended the council uh, approve the legislative program for 2022, which is identical to the 2021 legislative pro platform. What this really means is um, the city does pet try to pay as much attention as we can. There's a lot of bills that get circulated in the wrong uh, uh, the California legislature, the vast majority of them don't go anywhere, so it can be a pretty daunting task to try and keep track of all that stuff. We do employ um, a government consulting firm, quote-unquote lobbyist, up in Sacramento to help us keep track of what's going on up there. Um, and the council adopts what I would call our sort of overarching philosophies, uh, perspectives on, on, on things that might happen at the state level so that, you know, it, it, it informs what positions we might want to take when a specific bill um, may get proposed. And so things like trying to maintain some local control would be the um, sort of is what every city uh, is, is very nervous about what goes on at the state level is trying to keep as much control of what goes on in your city as you can. Um, so you can see that legislative platform on our, on our website if you're interested in getting down to the weeds of that. Another item on the, the Highlands, the second reading of the ordinance for the Highlands Community Facility District that I talked about that occurred at the January 11th meeting. And then we had two other items. One was an informational item, which sort of um, laid out all of the different change orders that we've had on our Creek infrastructure project. Um, so we're still in good shape budget wise. And actually we'll do a podcast on, on the Creek here in the next uh, couple of weeks, because we're arriving at a, a pretty uh, exciting point in the project where actually tomorrow, I think the weather's supposed to be, pretty good. I don't think there's any rain in the forecast. So tomorrow we're actually planning to pave uh, the Bent Avenue Bridge. So once that 
concrete surface is, is the surface of the bridge, then it feels like, well, we're getting pretty close to having a completed bridge. So we'll do a, we'll do a Creek update, but what we've done for the council is to just every, I think six months or so provide them with an update on any of the change orders that we've had. Uh, Some of them are cost additive, some of them are time additive, and some of them are actually cost savings. So um, in the end, uh, we're, we're in good shape with respect to our budget. Uh, We've lost a little bit of time, but I think in a project like that, that's probably not the most surprising uh, thing. It's a very complicated project with lots of moving pieces. So we were a little bit behind. We were hoping to have the bridge uh, surface done by the end of calendar year 2021. And here we're, you know, we're a month out uh, from that when it's actually going to happen. So not too bad. Uh, In terms of COVID and hopefully cases uh, continue to drop off as they seem to start doing last week. Uh, I think this is to be the sort of the big week to see if that's the if that trend downward accelerates. Hopefully, I think anecdotally, if you were driving around town three weeks ago and saw the line from Cal State San Marcos that went all the way up the hill on Twin Oaks to that shopping area up near Village Drive, um, and then you went by there last say last week, late last week, there was. Um, no line at all out on the sidewalk. So I'm hoping that that's a, a sign of, a, of an anecdotal uh, support of the idea that there's a little bit, there's certainly less demand for people getting tested and hopefully that means there's less cases and that would be a good thing. Um, so, um, so that closes out this one. We'll do a podcast, like I said, about the Creek Project here coming up soon. Give everybody an update on that as we start to reach uh, some interesting milestones on that project. Uh, we'll also be heading into our uh, budget season. We do our budget. Uh, we start, uh, well, we started already here internally, but uh, from a from a public process, we usually do our budget workshop in March, um, and then we bring the budget forward uh, to the city council in June for the beginning of our next fiscal year, which starts in July. So uh, we'll be cranking that effort up here in the next uh, few weeks. So with that, I just thank everyone for listening uh, and uh, appreciate those of you who have subscribed and passed the word along that we're doing a podcast. And if you, uh, if you haven't done so, uh, please subscribe and let people know. Uh, we certainly like to use this platform to try and get the word out to people. Um, so with that, wish everybody a happy and healthy February, and we'll talk to you soon.